Well, good afternoon. Thanks for joining me for the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. It's great to be here with you today. I am uh, honored to pray with you on a day in which um, I know we have the powerful intercession of two really beautiful saints, Francisco uh, Marto and his sister Jacinta. And uh, let's call upon them. I was with my uh, previous guest who was mentioning that they are patrons of the incarcerated. So maybe you have somebody who is in prison today or suffering, um, you know, facing a, a jail sentence or just needs prayers. Maybe they're in their, their own prison, you know, their prison of addiction. Uh, they're also patron saints of that. Uh, call upon them for those broken relationships and those marriages and all those other problems you have. We'll pray together too. You can join me a couple of ways. You can dial in to uh, the chaplet at uh, this number. It's 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. You can also go ahead and uh, get a hold of Patrick, who's on phone for us today. Maggie was a little bit under the weather today. She had a call out. We got an email from her about 4.37 a.m. this morning. So she uh, she's not here with us. So say a prayer for, for her quick recovery. Patrick A. Log is on the on the board with me today. And uh, you can still send your messages via uh, Twitter or our X platform. Send a post at Drew Mariani Show. That's at Drew Mariani Show. You can also go ahead and hit us up on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you are streaming us right now. And Patrick, it's good to have you with us today. Anything you want to go ahead and pray for? Absolutely. Uh, first of all, a prayer of Thanksgiving for successful surgery for my girlfriend, Gigi. Uh, she had breast cancer surgery last week. I was down there in Florida. And so she appreciates the prayers. Whenever I'm phone screening, people are, are saying, are you Patrick? And I'm like, yes. And I say, and they tell me, you know, they're praying for Gigi. And it, and it's sort of impressed me because it's not like I've mentioned it like every day on air. I don't get to go on air and, and no. say that intention. So Thanksgiving prayers, hopefully no radiation needed, no chemo needed. We'll know in the next week or so. And also on the cancer front, um, just heard a couple of days ago, my father, Willie Alog, just found out that he has stage one prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. So, okay. yeah. So he's not concerned, though, is he? <laughs> <laughs> when I had a conversation with him, I'm laughing about it because it was like we were talking about the Lakers. Yeah. So he was very, very in good spirits. Yeah. So yeah, prostate cancer is a slow-moving cancer. Mm -hmm. Any cancer you don't want, right? Mm -hmm. Period. Of course, it's, I'd be worried about anything, but they'll get it, and uh, we'll pray for complete recovery for your dad. You know who's more worried is probably your mom. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting when I talked yeah. to her. I t I found that about her from her first before I found that from my dad. Yeah. So she had a 180 tone. So. That's so funny. Well, we'll pray. We'll pray for anyone who's received these diagnoses. And uh, Lord, just I, I ask for healing today. Big time healing. That's what we ask for. Uh, and I want to thank everyone who's written to me. This person said, after years of looking for a house, I've been looking for one, Drew, since 2020. I prayed the Divine, Mat, uh, Divine Mercy Chaplet with you, with Maggie, and with all the prayer warriors. Well, my husband and I found a house within 30 hours of praying that chaplet. Within 30 hours, our bid was accepted. I want to thank you and all the wonderful people for praying the chaplet with me. Signed off, Jesus, I trust in you. No, we're so grateful for that. I want to pray for a couple quick prayers, and we'll jump right into the chaplet here. Uh, there is a missing child, and I hate these stories. This person says, could you please pray for a 14-year-old girl? Her name is Saisha. She's been missing now for over 24 hours. She has mental issues and does not have a means of reaching anyone, and she doesn't have a cell phone. And we're desperately asking for prayers. Now, I listen to Relevant Radio almost daily, and 
Drew, I know that the Divine Mercy Chaplet, uh, the devotion has worked miracles, especially for the missing. I am praying for a miracle. Jesus, I trust in you. Thank you so much. God bless you and all the faithful warriors who are praying. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I have no idea why God seems to allow transplants to come through or the missing to be returned or why there are so many answered prayers here, but let's pray uh, for this for this situation. It's a tough one. Um, and Lord, I just pray this child be delivered back to her loving family, to her caretakers safely. And we ask you, Jacinta and Francisco, in particular, said 10 and 11-year-old children, you were raised to the altars, the youngest saints in the history of the church, non-martyred saints. Um, we ask you to really intervene today so that we can hear tomorrow. We can hear later today an answer to that prayer. One more person says, hey, Drew and team, thanks so much for an amazing miracle-filled ministry. My daughter's suffering from sadness and depression in part due to the breakup with her boyfriend, and she's also going through an intense uh, intern year as a resident. I greatly appreciate your support and your prayers and healing for her, for continued strength, and for all people suffering in relationship breakups and depression. I'm thanking Jesus for this healing, um, for his healing light and all the strength and courage for those who care for those who are suffering. And thank you for making the world truly a better place. And we're praying for you. And we will pray for your daughter. She will get through this. And we'll we'll pray right now that those graces reach her. Let's pray together. All right. There's so many intentions that continue to come in. I, I read them. I'm going to try to get more on the air. Um, and I'm so grateful for those answered prayers. So many people have been writing to me recently. I'll try to share more of those as well. God's at work here. Miracles take place every day. And no credit to me. It's God's mercy. Right? We're all in this together. All we're doing is advocating, petitioning, exercising our faith, putting our trust in the great promises that the Lord has given to us. And uh, we're seeing the fruit of it. I mean, Christ is as, li- as alive today as he was 2,000 years ago. And he's working the same miracles. So, Lord, I give you the needs and the hearts and the desires of everyone who now joins me as we begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You expire, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. 
I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Gloria is praying with us right now in Glendale, California. Hi, Gloria. Good afternoon. Hi. Thank you, Drew, for taking my call. Can everyone please pray for my sister? She was just, I just got a call that she was rushed into emergency, and we're waiting to, we're waiting to find out why. I'd appreciate your calls. Thank you. Thank you, your prayers. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. We're, we're with you, okay, Gloria? I wish Thank you. Be at peace. Be at peace. And do this. Uh, put your trust in the Lord right now. The Lord said this to St. Faustina, and I say it a lot because I love it. He says, encourage souls to whom you come in contact with. Tell them to trust in my mercy. He says, I love these souls. I love souls that have complete confidence in me. I'll do everything for them. So we'll put your sister right now in the hands of the Lord, right? Into his tender embrace. We'll ask the divine physician to take care of her and I'll ask for peace in your family. And Lord, I extend this intention to anyone who's in crisis right now, anyone who's been the victim of an accident or a crime, anyone who's suffering PTSD, anyone who's in ERs, anyone who's in NICUs or PICUs, anyone who's recovering from surgery or facing it. Lord, I give you those who are facing financial crises right now as well, whose uh, window is closing where the time is running out. And I just ask for those miracles to take place. And I thank you for the way you are working as I pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. All right, our next call today comes from Monica. She's praying in Lodi, Wisconsin. Hi, Monica. Hi, Drew. Thank you so much. Um, I was listening in the Madison call call number market, and we got an alert that a three-year-old boy has gone missing in Two Rivers, Wisconsin. His name is Elijah View. And again, this alert went out to those in Wisconsin. But if everyone could please pray for his safe recovery. Well, pray right now. Monica, thank you. Thanks so much for putting that on our radar. I want to pray for you, too. Lord. Monica didn't ask on behalf of herself. She prayed for this crisis, uh, this missing child. We pray for its family, but I pray for her and all of her needs. And I pray for these miracles. They, Lord, they just glorify you. When you hear these prayers, when those missing souls are returned, when that cancer disappears, when these miracles take place, in the lives of those petitioning you, it only Lord, it glorifies you. It's a testament. It's a testimony to your mercy. And I just... Um, I just I pray for many miracles now as I intercede once again. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy 
mercy in us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and on the whole world. All right, before we go to Glendale, Wisconsin. Say, Glendale, Wisconsin, not familiar with that. Kathy is there. What is it, Matt, Patrick? It was. It's Greendale. Oh, Greendale. I, I don't wear glasses, and I probably should. My wife tells <laughs> the, the me, font's not you that need big. glasses. The font's not that big. No, so the I font is really small on my call screen. <laughs> That's what it is, yeah. Right, Patrick, good to have you with me. Anything you want to pray for? Absolutely. I want to pray for my eyes, too. How yes, yes, let's pray for your eyes. Maybe <laughs> pray that you go to the optometrist. There you go. It's been a long time. <laughs> Um, we have a prayer request uh, for Alex, who has an addiction to Molly, which is a drug that yeah. is very addictive. Mm. Um, her parents are ha- his parents are having trouble trying to reach him to surrender to God for help, and we are desperate. So prayers for mm. Alex and his family. Anne on X is praying for her daughter, who is in labor, that she'll give birth safely to a healthy baby. So prayers for Anne's uh, daughter and grandchild. Michael on X is praying for Mark, a two-year-old from Kansas. He just had a stroke yesterday oh, wow. and it's lost functioning on his left side. They are assessing him to see the full extent of damage, but he has slurred speech and limited mobility on the left. So Patrick, let me jump in on that one too, because mm-hmm. you made me think my uncle uh, just had a stroke a couple weeks ago too. And good man, my remaining uncle. So I'm going to lift him up today. If everyone would pray for him, I'd be grateful for that too. We have Grace on YouTube is praying for the protection of her grandson who is going to a school field trip. So prayers for Grace's grandson. And Nancy on Facebook is praying for her daughter. She just told me she was going to become one of the pastors of her non-denominational church. I don't know exactly where she is in her faith journey if she all of a sudden decided not to be mm-hmm. Catholic and all of a sudden become a pastor. But prayers for Nancy and her daughter okay. as well. I will lift all those intentions up. Let's add Kathy to the mix too in Greendale. Wisconsin. Hi, Kathy. Hi. <clears throat> Thank you for taking my call. Um, and for all your work, I can't tell you how much it means to so many people. Thank you so much. Um, I'd like to pray for my sister eight years ago lost her husband. And this morning, her mother-in-law, his mom, died at 11 o'clock this uh-huh. morning. I'd like to keep my sister and her whole extended family on that side. My mom passed away five months ago. I'd like to keep her in our prayers. So my sister my sister lost both her mother-in-law and my mom within months of each other. And I'd like to pray for my brother who a week from today, he'll be going to the doctors to see if he qualifies for a, du- a double lung transplant that he desperately needs. Let's pray for him. We'll pray for that. We'll pray for a miracle there. And Kathy, thank you for calling. And my condolences to your family. Um, you know, I you make me think of the passing of my own mother. My mother died, and then my my mother-in-law died, and my father-in-law died. So Kathy, my, my wife, she lost two parents and a mother-in-law, and I lost a mother and two, two in-laws as well, all within 76 days of one another. They, they all died. It was the strangest thing in the world. Um, and one day we'll be reunited, and I, I want to pray for all the souls in purgatory. If, if that's where these souls are, Lord, I ask for your mercy on all those purgatorial souls, especially those who have no one to pray for them. But I pray for those approaching death, those who have just been called home, and those who will meet you in the not-too-distant future, and in particular for the hour of our own deaths. 
We ask you be merciful to us. But I give you, Kathy, and every one of those particular intentions, especially for her brother who needs that lung transplant. Lord, allow that to happen. Allow that lung to come in. Or if it be your will, we pray for an absolute miracle in this case. Yesterday we had on with us um, the uh, the priest, Father Martins, who hands up the uh, St. Jude uh, tour for the St. Jude relic. And they talked about a story where a little baby had to be intubated and too little to do that. Lungs were deteriorated and she was, the child was going to die if they couldn't do this. So they prayed for a miracle. And as they were praying, the lungs miraculously got regenerated. You know, first 40%, 60%, 80% of the child had both lungs. It's an absolute miracle. So I, I don't limit God. We've seen this. I you know, Miraculous regeneration, legs growing back, eyes being restored. We see that with Padre Pio and Our Lady of Saragossa. We see this with St. Jude. Let's pray today for miracles, you and me. Let's join together. I want this to be an hour where we, we have that type of faith and trust and where these are reported on a daily basis. Right? Let's, let's pray with that kind of faith. Let's not limit God. Lord, we give you the impossible. We turn to you. We give you our situations, and, and we, we pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy in us and in the whole world. All right, we'll go to uh, Oregon next. Uh, Maria is listening to us there. Hi, Maria. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, Drew. Um, yes, yeah, so I was calling because a week ago at my grandbaby was born um, and I'm actually going to be flying next Tuesday to go meet him. Um, But I'm just praying for just safe travels and that we don't, that I don't get sick Um, or, you know, everybody is getting sick. It's that sick season. So I'm just praying for, you know, just um, a healthy trip there and back and, you know, to get to meet my little grandbaby. This is your first grandbaby, right? Is this your first? Yes, one? my first grandson. Uh, congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. It's going to be a game changer. My producer Tom, he just had his first granddaughter, and as I shared the other day on the air, my my son and daughter in law adopted. So I have my very first grandchild, which is so exciting. Yes. You're going to love it. it it's is. it's a game. Any grandparent listening knows. So, hey, congratulations! And we'll pray for your health, your safety, and listen. Trust this beautiful grandchild into the merciful heart of our Lord and dedicate uh, the child to God's mercy. And and Lord, I pray for all those seeking to adopt, all those with infertility, all those who are struggling to have a child, Lord. I want to pray for those wayward children. I want to pray for those brokenhearted parents and grandparents where there's estrangement in the family. I give you all these intentions that we've heard. We turn to you again with faith, confidence, and trust, and we pray, Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins, 
sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and in the whole world. All right, our next call. I'll see. Maybe I can sneak a couple extras in. We'll go to Joseph, who's in uh, Alton, Illinois. Hi, jo uh, Joseph. Good afternoon. Hi, Drew. Hi, Patrick. Hey. Want to thank you for having this service. My wife is very ill. She's going to have surgery this coming Tuesday. Mm. I want everybody to pray for that one, please. Uh, my daughter, my sons, some of them are terrific. Some have just made a mess. Mm. But I love them all with all my heart, and so does my wife. Amen to that. And I want to pray for anybody who's ever, ever thought of. <laughs> Anybody ever knew, I want to pray for. I like that, right? Jesus, I trust in you. <laughs> you know, Sons of Joseph, I love that prayer. Why not throw out a big net, right? Why not? I love it. Yes, yes. Great prayer. All right, well, let's, let's pray for all of these particular attention. I'm going to pray in a particular way, though, uh, for, your, for your wife. And um, I was just thinking, you know, I think it's Mark 10, 27, where it says, all things are possible with God, right? And God can answer seemingly impossible prayers. God can heal. God can cure. Um, I, you know, scripture tells us, you know, uh, whoever says this mountain be lifted up and thrown into the sea and doesn't doubt at all, right? Exercises faith. It'll take place. So let's have great faith right now that your, your wife is restored to her health and comes through with flying colors. And for all these intentions that you have voiced, we'll add Sandra to the mix as well. She's in uh, San Pedro, California. Hi, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, uh, Joe. First of all, I'd like to just thank you and Maggie for the good works that you do for thank everybody you. that needs uh, prayer. And today I'm calling for my two sons. My younger son, Jason, uh, right now is having a, a, a bad, bad addiction with gambling. Mm. And he has three children that he needs to take care of. But yeah. it's just like, I just ask God every day to help me to help him. Amen. And I know that Jesus is hearing me and he will answer me. And I have another son, my oldest son, who lost his job, who also has children that need him, his financial help. And I pray and I ask God and everybody out there to please pray with me that he can get employment soon. Let's pray right now for you. I, I know this is stressing you out, and, and as a mother and a grandmother, you're concerned. Let's. I'm glad you got through today, Sandra, and let's put this all in the heart of the Lord. Do not fret. Do not have anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance, what the Scripture tell us, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your desires known to God. I know He hears us. I know He hears us, and I know the prayer brings about change. So, Lord, I, I just give you right now uh, this mother and grandmother, and I give to you everyone united with me in prayer, wherever they are, and I ask that you hear these prayers and allow us in very visible ways to see the result of our prayer. Eternal Father, 
I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy in us and in the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one, have mercy in us and in the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one, have mercy in us and in the whole world. Holy God. Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven. Pray for us. Our Lady of Champion. Pray for us. Mother of Mercy. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Our Lady Reconciler of Peoples and Nations. Pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful. Pray for us. Saint Joseph. Pray for us. Saint Faustina. Pray for us. Saint John Paul II. Pray for us. Saint Peregrine. Pray for us. Saint Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. Saint Patrick. Pray for us. Saint Francisco and Jacinta Marto. Pray for us. And all you angels and saints. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hey, stay with me. Coming up, we got a lot to get into. We're going to take a look at uh, a first for the United States of America in our nation's history. We now have more people over 65 than in any other time in our nation's history. I'm going to take a look at what that portends for the future, what it means right now, how it may impact you. Plus, we'll break down uh, the world of uh, of politics. Uh, will President Biden run? Right? Will Donald Trump be in the race? What's going to unfold? And I want to address something I've been thinking about too, just from a spiritual perspective. We often get the spiritual leader. We often get the leaders we deserve. So we'll break that down and more. You can join me uh, online at relevantradio.com. You can download the mobile app or on a station you're now listening to me. I'll be back in just a second, so don't go anywhere. Your virtual parish, The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Thanks to network sponsor PushPay. PushPay offers parishes a platform for tracking donations and sacraments, overseeing schedules, mobile apps to help manage your administrative load, and much more. Info at relevantradio.com slash pushpay. That's relevantradio.com slash pushpay. Jeff, between 2021 and 2022, nearly every state in the U.S. saw its population's median age go up. In about a third of states, more than half of the population is older than 40. Maine had the highest median age of 44.8 years, and Utah is our youngest state, with a median age of 31.9 years. As the share of older Americans continues to rise, the need for benefits and assistance from Medicare and Social Security will grow. And at the same time, an aging workforce could cause worker shortages in the years to come. 
The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, that was from PBS NewsHour, and I saw a Wall Street Journal art, article not too too long ago about our aging population. We are about to hit peak baby boomer, I guess, time. Uh, this year, according to the World, the, the Wall Street Journal, more people are going to turn 65 than we've ever had before, 4.1 million to be exact. Next year, that number is going to be nearly 4.2 million, but then it starts to decline. That's a lot. A lot of people hitting Social Security, right? A lot of people retiring. Change in our demography is going to impact a lot of things. Social Security, um, amongst other amongst other things. Um, yeah, what I found interesting is, like, unlike other generations before them, the, these boomers are looking at life through, I think, a different lens. I mean, they're healthier, they're wealthier, they're poised to live more actively and in the decades ahead. People are living a lot longer. You know, I have a, my wife is an aunt and I think she had planned to, to live about 85. She planned, I guess, for her retirement to be 85 and her whole family died practically from cancer. It was, you know, it's pretty bizarre. She didn't think she'd live. She has outlived everybody. She's like 93 years of age. She's fine. She's a very, you know, astute woman, but she's 93 years old and, you know, she is sharp as a tack. I have so much respect for her. Right. Um, So you see the boomers living a lot longer. Uh, and, it, you know, they're actually reshaping the very fabric of what it means to be 65 in, in, in the world. And, and work, it's no longer a countdown of retirement. Uh, many of you who are over 65, you might say, oh, boy, I remember I couldn't wait to 65, I'd retire. 20% of Americans, 65 and older, they're still in the workforce. So nearly double from 35 years ago. And, and they're working not just because they have to, but because they want to. They love their jobs. You know, I love what I do. I mean, I, I hope I can do this as long as I possibly can, right? Uh, they love the connections that they make at work. They relish the opportunity to keep learning and growing, and it's probably good for them. Uh, financially, those who are 65 years and older entering the, the you know, this stage of life, um, they're on former ground than, than previous generations. They've got higher wealth. But, you know, it's not just the money. It's not just the work. It's about living life fully and actively, and I think more people hitting this milestone are meeting uh, those physical, you know, activity guidelines or staying fit. Yeah, they're they're, they're more vibrant and strong than than ever. Uh, there's been a surge though in single um, in singles among this age. And this is the thing. And if just a few moments, Matthew Estrada is going to be joining me. I want to get his take on this too. This this has always surprised me, and and maybe you're going through it. You can you can call share your own experiences. Um, the divorce rate for those 65 years and older, it has more than tripled since 1990. More than tripled. It's a reflection, I think, of the desire for autonomy, for living on one's own terms. Maybe it's the culture. I, I, I Honestly, I don't know. I don't know the reason why when you hit 65 or older, suddenly your, your divorce rates triple. Your kids are probably already out of the house, right? You've already been an empty nester. I don't get it. I think it's sad. As I get older, I, you know, <laughs> I, I want the companionship of the woman I've been with my entire life. All right? Don't you want to be with the person that you love? Then there's, of course, one final note here, and that's the the quest for higher purpose. Today, 65 year olds are asking, "What's next? Right? What What's next?" And they're seeking, I think, ways to leave a legacy, to make a mark, to contribute to something 
that is greater than themselves. It's about making the years ahead, not just about leisure or meaningful engagement. I, I won't give the man's name out. I was at a Christmas party. I sat next to a very prominent uh, author and a, um, a business leader, and he's written about it. And somebody asked him at a meeting, they said, hey, when are you going to retire, right? And he says, probably about 20 years. 20 years, he was 68 years of age when they asked him. And this guy's brilliant, too. I mean, I love this guy, right? And he said to me, and I sit next to him, and I said, that's really interesting you say that. I said, I love what I do. I don't, I'm not near retirement age yet, but but if I get to be your age, I, I hope my mind's sharp. I hope my voice is strong. I hope I can continue to do what, I, what I'm doing. And he... Um, he says to me, Drew, if you were to retire, and I hear this all the time from, from guys, a couple things happen. You, people who retire, they tend to die earlier. <laughs> it's just, he says, you look at the stats, uh, you know, the death rate is, for some reasons, a lot higher. Uh, he says, but, you know, you might say, well, I want to retire and travel the world. I want to see all these countries. Okay, so you do that for a year. Okay, you do it for two years, right? You take cruises, you travel the world, you do whatever you do. Then what? Oh, well, then I, I, want, to, I want to travel the world. I want to travel the country. I want to. See, okay, so then you do that for a year to, once you do that for a couple years, then what, right? He says, life needs meaning. It needs purpose. You know, you, you get bored after that. You know, you, you, you know, either you grow or you die. You know, you stay active or, or, or you don't. And uh, so he's he's staying active and he's continuing on and and he's a blessing to the institutions that he's with. And um, if he knows that I'm talking about him right now, it was a big life lesson for me. I love what you had to say that night at dinner. But let's talk about this. I'd love your take too. You're more than welcome to sound off. I don't know what age you are. Are you retiring, thinking about putting it off? Did you come back out of retirement? Uh, the number to get in, 888-914-9149. I've invited Matthew Estrade. He's uh, the founder of CatholicAging.com. I thought it'd be kind of a cool way to look at this. It's a resource for educating and kind of accompanying families on the aging journey. And they have a special focus on Alzheimer's disease and other types of dementia. And that can be hard because as we get older, um, and you might have somebody in your life where you see the cognitive decline. You know, are you as sharp as you used to be? I mean, as I get older, will I be able to deal with these hardball questions and the fast tempo and the pace and the consumption and all the demands of me for my job? Will somebody in your world be able to do what they do, or do you slow down cognitively as you as you get older? Um, Matthew's the author of a book called Peace with Dementia Rosary, and it's an introduction to cognitive impairment and is structured around the mysteries of the Holy Rosary, specific prayer intentions as well. You can check it out, and uh, he joins me today. Good to have you with me today, Matthew. Thanks for your work, and thanks for your time. Hey, Drew. Blessing to be here. Thank you so much. You know, I, I think the uh, the biggest fears that people face as they get older is the breakdown of their bodies, and, and maybe their minds. I think a lot of times they, they feel the aches and pains of life, um, and, and that's probably what their, their families fear as well. Are there strategies? I mean, what do you see? Because you deal with, with this more than anything else. Are there strategies to to stave off both the aches and pains of life as well as to keep the mind sharp? How do we stay young after you hit that threshold of retirement? Yeah, so, well, it's interesting retirement. I was listening to what you were saying um, saying before about that, that purpose that seems to be so important to people that um, retirement can be – you know, a real challenge um, for people. They look forward to it, but I think working and, or at least having a purpose as long as you can is, is one of those top things uh, to keep going, to get up in the morning. But, you know, our bodies, you know, a lot of things that we hear um, about uh, just staying healthy our whole life, um, eating a reasonable diet, staying active, keeping our brains 
active with um, with uh, just some kind of intellectual stimulation. And then the fourth thing, is, the fourth pillar, I'd say, is social engagement, staying active in your parish with, with clubs, um, work organizations, et cetera. You know, I, my concern as you get older and, and you see this, a lot of people end up um, – with some kind of cognitive decline, you know, the, mm-hmm. they might have dementia or Alzheimer's or, or something else. Um, and it's easy for people to almost warehouse their family members who have it. Um, from a Catholic perspective, I mean, well, maybe we can first talk about what are the signs of it? And how do we help those with that? And, and, and what's a good Catholic worldview on that issue? So all of us are going to start, start slowing down at some point cognitively. And hopefully it's, it's, you know, in our, in our eighties, nineties, um, there's normal brain aging. That could be something that you and I probably did today. We misplaced our keys or we walked into a room and we forgot why we went into there. But the difference is between what we experience there and cognitive impairment is that we can retrace our steps. We'll go back to the other room and we'll come back into that, to that room where we were. And we'll, we'll remember why we were in the pantry, why we went to the garage and we'll retrace our steps and we'll find our car keys or our glasses eventually. Uh, with, with cognitive impairment, um, and it could be Alzheimer's disease, it can be a vascular type of dementia, Parkinson's dementia. Those are, these are things that, um, that it's harder for us to process. And we're not, you know, we can't really think through things that maybe we used to do a lot more easily. Those are things to be concerned with. Uh, when, when you start to, to have, um, when you start to forget things that that used to come very easily to you, and these are what we call the instrumental activities of daily living, using your dishwasher, cooking a very familiar recipe, using uh, using the washing machine, uh, using your vehicle. When you start to have some some hiccups there, some concerns, those are red flags to really you know go to primary care and get things checked out. It may not mean that something is happening, but at minimum, it's good to get a baseline and to see is this something that can be reversed because there are things a lot of these uh, conditions these symptoms that could mask themselves or appear as a type of dementia or cognitive impairment they could be they could be a vitamin deficiency it could be uh, a call it could be symptoms from sleep apnea it could be an infection so you want to get a good workup because these things that are happening that cause you know these real anxiety to think about that it could be cognitive impairment can be can be cleared up my guest today matthew estrada matthew i gotta take a quick break stay with me okay when we come back we'll grab a few calls if you want to join us the number 888-914-9149 feel free to join the conversation we're taking a look at uh some big news. America has never had so many 65 years old, 65 year olds. So what does that portend for the future? What's it going to look like? We're looking at that and much more. Don't go away. Your news, the Drew Mariani show on relevant radio, your news now. Hey, join father Rocky this September for a pilgrimage to Poland and Prague. You'll visit the lands of St. John, Paul, the great St. Faustina, our lady of Czestochowa and the infant child of Prague. Seats are limited. Information at relevantradio.com slash Poland. That's relevantradio.com slash Poland. All the news and issues now that are happening now. It's the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, hey, thanks for joining me. 
If you're just tuning in, America has never had so many 65-year-olds. They're redefining the milestone. There's a record number of people who are turning 65 this year. It'll peak, I think, next year. We're talking 4.1 million. Um, and we're looking at how they're distinct from their predecessors. And looking as you enter this, uh, this, this stage of your life, how to deal with the changes, everything from cognitive decline to dealing with your family members and loved ones to even embracing suffering. And, and this is something as Catholics, you know, clearly the church understands. We understand the power of redemptive sufferings. The saints knew this, right? They practiced it. We're all, none of us is immune from it. And I'll tell you what, it's both meritorious and efficacious when we use our suffering. Uh, Matthew Estrade, who joins me today, he understands that well. He has uh, been involved in a beautiful uh, ministry, and you can check out his website. It's catholicaging.com, catholicaging.com. It's a resource for helping families on this aging journey. Uh, he wrote a book called uh, the Peace uh, with Dementia Rosary. And I want to talk to him about that. But before we grab the phones, and I want to jump into a few of them, a lot of people are waiting to talk with you. Uh, this aspect of suffering, as you get older, I mean, it's not just the aches and pains of life, because you do get that. You have that mental decline. There are a lot of challenges that come when you go from a robust, vigorous uh, life to, you know, dealing with what age often presents. So your, your thoughts on the suffering aspect of this, you see this, you know, both on the physical as well as the cognitive. Yeah, I, so in this ministry, I've met people who have, they tell me, they in their, in their observation, they've not really experienced suffering throughout their life until they started to feel those aches and pains themselves as they age, or when they were caring for a loved one um, who may be much older, experiencing a cognitive impairment. And it was, it was then, they tell me that it was then that they were able to like really start to um, utilize that idea of redemptive suffering. And now I don't think we should wait till then because right. we all these to be small sufferings, but, but, but to this, uh, to these people, they were, you know, this, they're like, okay, it's time to apply this. And they found great richness in doing that. Let's grab a few phone calls for you. We'll go to Ed first. He's 78 years old listening to us in Vallejo, California. Hi, Ed. Hi, how are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I'll tell you what I retired. At 65, okay. you got to keep busy. Yep. Your faith is the most important thing. You got to keep your mind busy. Keep away from that idiot box. Don't <laughs> sit there and like, I'm going to watch 500. Oh, I got 500 channels. My God, don't do that. Right. I built my little models. I have my jalopy, a little hot rod. I'm still driving. I, my fuel, my reactions are still good. When I feel they're not, I will stop good for, for the safety of other people. But I, And like I, I use uh, YouTube has... You got to have two pictures and one will be the same. The other one has differences. There's three differences and you got to find it. Like there'll be 10 apples and one might have a stem that's bent yeah. a little to the right. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, just keep your mind busy, sure. exercise. Mm -hmm. I got to the point. I can't lift a lot of things now. Sure. I do what I can. I got, I got both my knees done and my hip exercise. If you can only walk 10 feet, walk 10 feet. Good for you. Just keep busy, read, and your faith. All right. Good good points, Ed. Thank you for your call. You're an inspiration, I'm sure, to a lot of people. And, and Matthew, he hit on something I think is really important. What what role does faith play in this final chapter of, of, of one's life, if you will, and as, as we get older and face these new, new challenges? Yeah. So our old age is, whether you have or not until this point or not, 
um, old age is that time to really turn it up and start to really, uh, really go to daily mass, go to adoration as much as you can to pass the faith onto your grandchildren and others, even, even friends. But this is the time if you're retired and you're not having to work, you know, God's giving you this time to glorify him, mm-hmm. to spread the gospel and to just go deeper into the levels of prayer yeah. to, to bring people to the church. It's, 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 it's a, it could be a beautiful time of sanctification and it is a devil's last chance to throw you into despair and to, uh, to, to not have faith in, in the Holy Catholic church. You know, I, I don't know if I'll ever retire, right? But but if for some reason I do, I often thought that's exactly what I would do. I would get into my routine of mass in the morning, you know, spending time in adoration. I'd be a man of, of prayer. I'd spend a lot of time praying and volunteering and, and doing things that maybe you couldn't mm-hmm. do with the demands of a daily job or the obligations of a family. And it's a, it really, you know, I haven't thought about that, but it's a new chapter for a lot of people. You have the ability to maybe serve both the church and others in a pretty profound way. Like Ed says, instead of sitting in front of the idiot box, maybe sit in front of the, the, the true bread box, the box of mm-hmm. uh, where our Lord is truly present in the Eucharist, the bread of life. Uh, Lou is, um, I'm sorry, uh, Becky is in uh, Palm Desert, California. She wants to join the conversation. Hi, Becky. Hi, thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to share with you that I am 67 and due to cut down to the banking. I was with the bank for 38, almost 40 years, started at the age of 18. So I was taking early retirement and then transitioned from a corporate lending into being a funeral arranger, which I did for three years. And I truly enjoy that because I was able to use my skills in banking and listening to people and helping people through this transition and the time of their life. But I also want to agree with the previous caller. I get up every morning now that I am formally retired and I mm-hmm. go to mass every day and I exercise every day. And from then that's how I start my day with prayer and that, and with more right. time I'm able to join with relevant radio and say the divine mercy. I pray with father Rocky and then right. I add my own in between. And it's really, I'm busier now being retired than I was when I was working. And I'm sure many people agree with that. But the hardest thing for me, I, my husband who's now going to be 80 wow. this summer is uh, and my oldest sister's 83, and two of my very best friends from banking are now the age of 80 and 77. And I have an aging group of friends, and where I live, it's actually a retirement community, and they're very, very active here. But what what I would like to do, and I don't know how to do it, there's so many lonely people that are aged or alone, and I don't know how to tap into them to bring them together, especially where I live, there's men that don't come out and I'm sure they're lonely and there's women who think that if they meet a man that they're going to date them. And that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. Interesting. And and they're lonely people and I don't know how to tap in to bring them out. Becky, it's a great point you bring up. Um, Let me let Matthew respond to you on that. I mean, that is another cross that we haven't talked about and it's something that can certainly be serviced. I mean, what, what about the lonely? I mean, that must be, gosh, that's gotta be one of the biggest crosses. A lot of, a lot of the elderly now face. Yeah, I'm sure we can all imagine uh, a time in our life when we've been lonely, and here you have someone older in age living by themselves probably and being lonely. So we know that experience, but the, the, the scientific research will all, we all also bear this out. It is distressing, of course, but also it can, it can, it can uh, 
increased mortality rates. So someone's going, you know, could possibly die um, sooner. And also dementia rates are going to be higher in those who are lonely. So these are things that, you know, if we, we can't just, you know, do it all at one swoop, you know, yeah. for our country or yeah. for the world, but, you know, within our parishes, you know, or do we have ministries? Can we start ministries if they don't have one? And it, it doesn't have to be complicated, yeah. but, you know, it takes someone like Becky, um, you know, saying, hey, can we can we start something here in our parish? I love it. Roy's in Madison, Wisconsin. Roy, good afternoon. Hello, Drew. How are you? What a topic. <laughs> Thanks, Roy. Uh, uh, Drew, I heard that 78-year-old gentleman, yep. and I'm 74. You know me. And uh, I, I agree with everything he said. I've got friends that are retired. I don't plan to retire for my dad worked till he was 80, Drew. Wow. And then he died at 84. But I, I plan to keep working, stay active. Uh, my boss doesn't want me to quit because old people, we work a lot harder. Yeah. We we appreciate allowing to have a job because God Amen. wants us to work, doesn't he? It, makes, it. it gives us value. Roy, I met you when you stopped by the studio. You don't look 74. Boy, you look fantastic. Matthew, let me give you final thoughts. I have less than a minute. You give it for Roy and everyone that's listening right now. Yeah, so our old age is, you know, it's it's a it's a wonderful thing. It's a gift from God. So when we're older in age, that's our time to give back to the church and to our communities. And it for, for the rest of us who are not up in age and who are healthy, you know, it's it's it they they are there for us to serve and yeah. to help support them in that role. So Well, check out Matthew Estrades, the founder of CatholicAging.com. That website, again, CatholicAging.com, a great resource. Matthew, thank you. We'll have to talk about your book next time. Keep up your good work, though. All right? God bless you. Thank you. You got thank it. Thank you. God bless. Matthew Estrada, news and headlines are straight ahead. I'll be back on the other side.